Hey everybody, it's your favorite podcast, Soldiers at a Roundtable, and it's season three, starring... Hello, my name is Ridge, and I like to educate myself on the migration patterns of the New Zealand sea lion. Hey, it's Haley, and I am emotionally starved. Hey, it's Heaven, and I lick my dog. I'm Megan, and I'm in a boy band. Hi, my name is Joel, and my heart sings a secret song that only I can hear. Hi, I'm Sadie, and I came in like a wrecking ball. Hi, I'm Jaden. Hey guys, it's Carter here, and today I'm going to be going over the really stupidest slash rejected Halloween costumes. Some of them I thought of, some of them they got rejected. Well, I wouldn't say rejected, I'd say I found them online and they kind of got rejected because I, I wouldn't want to see anybody walk around this, nor me be in one of these costumes. So here we go. So for the first one, just imagine Donald Trump is a pumpkin. That's like one of the that's like one of the interesting ones that I found online, which I promise pretty funny. I don't see anybody going around in this, but if I do, I really hope that they like go home and change and people tell them that because I really don't want to see that at all. <laughs> Next up we got so think of the PSAT test, but it's a costume. That's like another interesting one I found online and that sounds like something a like nerdy person would wear. So if I see that, they should also go home and leave. Next up, we got a pom-pom, like the ones that cheerleaders wear. So I hope if somebody dressed up as a pom-pom, they have a cheerleader to go with it. Because they really would need that, I feel like. Because if you're just going around in a big blob, not blob, pom-pom thingy-majiggle, <laughs> I just wouldn't want to see that. Well, actually, I kind of would. That would be kind of interesting to see, I guess. Anyways, next up we got a traffic light, like the ones that you <laughs> you see when you like go driving around at the street light traffic light things. So that that one seems pretty interesting also, but I couldn't see anyone wearing it. And if they do, if I do see somebody, I hope like the lights would light up, like the red, green, red, yellow, and green lights would light up because that would be that would make it just a tad bit better. Next up, we got, <laughs> if, okay, this isn't really rejected slash I didn't think of it either. Well, I, I'd hope it would be rejected, but basically it's anything that, um, it'd be anything from like Fortnite because that game is so old and it's just straight up cringe now. Well, I just said cringe. That's cringy. I ignore that, y'all. <laughs> That's, uh, I just don't want to see anybody wearing that, because that's, like, 2018, and the only people that play that game now are, like, six-year-olds who skip school every day and tell their moms they feel sick so they can play it. Next up, we got a trash bag. That one, that's just really sad, because if you just go around in a trash bag, like... I, I feel bad for who, whoever would do that, or like if their mom made them do that. That, that would just be so sad. Like a straight up just big black, big like black trash bag. Like the ones that <laughs> go in the dumpsters. <laughs> it's 
kind of funny. Next up, we got um, this might be the last one. I don't think it is though. It might be though. <laughs> it's a, it's an Among Us character. I I don't know if any of y'all seen this, but recently an Among Us costume has come out where it's like an inflatable one. Which they're they're like a year late to the trend. They should have done it last year when the game was actually fun. But Among Us, it was fun last year, but this year nobody talks about it anymore. So I hope I. I actually, I kind of would hope I see that, because I can, like, punch them and knock them down. Anyways, that that was the last one, actually, I think. So, yeah, it was. So, <laughs> I hope you all guys enjoyed this. This was, it was kind of hard to do, since there's a costume for anything. So, either I thought of ones that I hope people just straight up don't wear, slasher interesting, slasher kind of stupid... But there's a costume for everything out there, so it, it was kind of hard. So I wish there was more, but there wasn't. Anyways, y'all, happy Halloween. Well, I hope you guys enjoy your day, but happy Halloween. going to be telling you about Day of the Dead. The Day of the Dead, or Dia de los Muertos, is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion. That includes food, drink, and celebration. A blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture, the holiday is celebrated each year from October 31st to November 2nd. While October 31st is Halloween, November 1st is El Dia de los Inocentes, or the Day of the Children, and All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day, or the Day of the Dead. According to tradition, the gates of heaven are open at midnight on October 31st, and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours. The spirits of adults can do the same on November 2nd. Upon dying, a person was believed to travel to Chicanamad, Clotten, the land of the dead, only after getting through nine challenging levels, a journey of several years, could the person's soul finally reach Mictlan, the final resting place in Nahua rituals honoring the dead. Traditionally held in August, family members provided food, water, and tools to aid in the deceasing in this difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice in which people leave food or other offerings on their loved ones' graves or set them out to makeshift altars called ofrendas in their homes in ancient europe pagan celebrations of the dead also took place in the fall and consisted of bonfires dancing and feasting some of these customs survived even after the rise of roman catholic church which unofficially adopted them into their celebrations of two minor catholic holidays all saints day and all souls day celebrated on the first two days of november in medieval spain people would bring wine and pan day animus or spirit bread to the graves of their loved ones on all souls day they would also cover graves with flowers and light candles to illuminate the dead souls way back to their homes on earth in the 16th century spanish conquistadors brought such traditions with them to the new world along with a darker view of death influenced by the devastations of the bubonic plague El Dia de los Muertos is not, as it commonly thought, a Mexican version of Halloween. Though the two holidays do share some traditions, 
including costumes and parades. On the Day of the Dead, it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolved. During this brief period, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. In turn, the living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite foods and other offerings at grave sites or on the on- ofrendas built in their homes. Ofrendas can be decorated with candles, bright marigolds called kempushil, and red cocks combs alongside food like stacks or tortillas and fruits. As requested by Mr. Thomas, I will now sing a piece of the song Un Poco Loco from the Disney Pixar movie Coco. What color is the sky? I mean more, I mean more. You tell me that it's red, I mean more, I mean more. Where should I put my shoes? I mean more, I mean more. You say put them on your hands. I mean more, I mean more. You make me un poco loco, un poco titi loco. The way you keep me guessing, I'm nodding and I'm guessing. I'll count it as a blessing that I'm only un poco loco. El loco that you make me is just un poco crazy. The sense that you're not making, the liberties you're taking, leaves my cabeza shaking. You are just un poco loco. He's just un poco crazy, leaves my cabeza shaking. He's just un poco crazy, leaves my cabeza shaking. He's just un poco crazy, leaves my cabeza shaking. Un poco loco. it's heaven and we are back but this week we are doing a halloween episode so i decided to go around the school and ask people what has been their favorite halloween costume that they've worn ever and we got some pretty great answers so let's go presley what's been your favorite halloween costume you've worn oh one year i was a pirate and that was pretty cool okay that's probably my favorite colby uh one year i was buzz lightyear i was like six um I was just like him. Oh no, wait, I was Draco like like 10. And I was just like him too, so yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what's been your favorite Halloween costume you've worn? Happy go first. Um, I was a mouse one year and then I bought a little bit Cool. Okay. <laughs> Cora. Um, okay, so she doesn't have it yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I was one of the Dynasty, like old men, and I had this big gray beard on, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla. I don't know if I'm like, 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 Is it a scary clown? Uh, yeah. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, 
Hey, Harry, do you know what you want? Okay, what was yours? Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. <gasps> That's cute! <laughs> yours wasn't. <laughs> okay, say what? I'd probably say when I was six years old and I went as Daphne from Scooby Doo. No, really? I did. I had the wig and everything. The little go go. <laughs> of course, it was like the slide on over your <laughs> Okay, what, Jason, what's been your favorite Halloween costume? I was a escaped convict, and I had eyeliner, so I was insane. Perfect, thank you. <laughs> you. Okay, yours, Robert? Um, my favorite costume was my inflatable octopus costume when I was like nine years old. Oh my gosh, okay, thank you, thank you. Okay. That is a wrap on asking people around the school what their favorite Halloween costume was, so yeah. Welcome to Cooking with Megan, where I, a terrible cook, attempts to make food and then has people try it. For today's Halloween episode, I'll be making a Snickers bar, which feels like the easiest thing I've had to do so far, so hopefully I don't screw it up. Okay, I'm starting by heating chocolate chips and peanut butter in a bowl, and then that'll be the bottom layer. Um, so I'll let you know if I mess up. messed up uh, like 30 seconds in I almost put a plastic bowl with rubber on the bottom in the microwave and my brother stopped me so now I heated it up in a normal bowl um, so I melted it and now I'm gonna spread it all right first layer is in the pan and I put it in the freezer um, it feels like it's too thin but I just did the exact amount that I was supposed to do so it's in there um, I'm gonna start making the marshmallow layer thing now all right well for the marshmallow layer i have to use my stove and i didn't know i had to use my stove but i do so this is either gonna go bad or really bad and it's kind of up in the air right now so i'm gonna give it a shot and we'll see how it goes okay quick update i haven't been able to record in a while because using the stove stressed me out but i have evaporated milk sugar and butter in a pan melting together um, and I'm stirring it until it boils and then whatever, I'll keep going, so. Okay, boiling actually isn't that bad. I'm sweating a lot, but um, I figured it out. So now it's boiling for like six minutes and then I'm adding in marshmallow cream and then I'll add peanut butter and I can get to work on the caramel. All right, well I tried to pour the marshmallow layer over the chocolate and didn't realize that the chocolate was gonna melt into the marshmallow because it's hot. Should have seen that one coming. So I'm hoping it'll refreeze, but I'm just gonna stick it in there and then make the caramel. Um, it could be going worse, I guess. I don't know, it's not going great. It smells good. <sighs> Turns out the package of caramels that I have, and I need the whole bag, is individually wrapped caramel cubes. So I have to unwrap like 40 of them. Okay, the caramel was pretty easy to make. Uh, it took me forever to unwrap all of them, but I just mixed it with evaporated milk and poured it over the top, and so now I'm gonna make the top chocolate layer.
chopped chocolate layer is done and it's in the freezer now. So all I have to do now is cut it up and have someone taste test it. Okay, Haley and Jaden are now gonna be trying this out. Okay, give me, me. give me a piece. Okay, it actually looks so busting. Like you. Okay. I don't think I could do better. Okay. I know I could do better, but. Um, 10 out of 10. It's actually wow. so good. Really? Yeah. Surprise. What are you rating it? Good and surprise. Snickers are my favorite. So, okay. did I do a good job? So, I give it a 10 out of okay. 10. I have so much more of this. I made way too much. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Okay. It's right. above a 5. 10. I'll take it. Okay, 10 and 8. Oh, good. That's the best one so far. I don't know, peeps. Yeah. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. drinks that they probably don't belong in. Pumpkin spice flavored apple cider with concentrated lemon juice. Um, I mean, it's already pumpkin spice flavored, but I don't know how milky things. Then we have um, unsweet iced tea. We have almond milk. We have cashew milk. Um, we're gonna go with like milks first, I think. Okay, so we're gonna shake up the cashew milk. Yeah, all right. Okay, so we have the cashew milk. Okay, so it's the non-dairy creamer almond milk oatmeal inspired by the pumpkin spice latte. Um, yeah, I'm not using any dairy products. Here's like the shaking ASMR. Yeah, all right, open that. Pour, I usually like put a splash in my like cold brew. Ooh. But for the sake of this, we're gonna put like two splashes and then let me. Get a spoon. Pumpkin spice and cashew milk. Okay. It literally just tastes like really sweet cashew milk with like pumpkin spice in it. Okay, not bad. I'm, I rate it like, ooh, the second sip was worse. Ooh, okay. We're gonna be like five out of 10 for that. Cause if it was less sweet and didn't taste like barf on the second run, it'd be pretty good. Okay, now we're gonna do the Califia Unsweetened Almond Milk. This isn't gonna be bad because like, I feel like almond creamer is just sugary almond milk. Okay. Stir, 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 stir. Okay, let's try this. Ooh, ooh, that is sweet. Okay. Woo, there is a bug on my feeling. What is that? Where did those bugs come from? I don't, ah, I moved. Oh wait, okay, it's just a moth. We're fine. Okay, 
Okay, we're gonna throw a paper towel roll at it. Ready? Oh, I missed. Okay. Oh, I'm at. Oh, ah! Okay, I did it. It almost fell on me. Anyways, excuse the screaming. Um, I rate this one like a five out of ten as well. Like a London Fog usually is pretty decent. But, yeah, so here we go. Putting up pumpkin spice. Ooh, that does not look appealing. Ooh, it's like white. Okay, London Fog is not supposed to be that white. All right, ready? Three, two, one. In that okay let's see it's like five i was expecting like 20. whoa that was sweet okay now to the one i'm scared about oh i'm also gonna add water because that just sounds weird all right stir 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 it's like still turns white and i barely put any in there okay ready oh it doesn't smell pleasant all right oh god that's the worst one that's the worst one Okay, we're gonna go for another drink. Oh, but it's weirdly addicting. Maybe it's because it's already pumpkin spice that I'm like, hmm, hmm. But, you know, I'm just gonna have another sip. Nope, okay, I'm done. I can't, I don't know why I thought I liked that. All right, now we're gonna do what horror. Not gonna lie. I, um, I am scared for this one. Um, my stomach already hurts from these baby sets that I have. Ooh, that does not look right. That is no, mm-mm. Ooh, I've made a mistake. I have made a mistake. It's like separating. That does not look okay. Okay, we're gonna. Oh, it smells, it is, I don't, I don't know what that is. Okay, we're gonna try that. Mm-mm. 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 Ah! Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No! Gah! Mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Single worst thing I've done. That gets a negative two out of ten. Woo! All right. Um, well, this is one of my shorter segments. So, thank you for listening to me, Jaden. Taste things. Have a nice day. Today, 
we're going to be exploring the 10 scariest places that exist. Starting off the list with number 10, the Velisca Axe Murder House. In 1912, a man entered the house of a Mr. J.B. Moore in Virginia and committed an absolutely brutal murder. Chopped up the man, his wife, and their six children. This murder sent their town, Velisca, into terror. The murderer was never found. The house has remained and has sort of become an attraction. It's a sort of haunted house because of the various allegations of paranormal things happening there. Regardless of whether or not those are true, being in the house that a family of eight was murdered in is still always really creepy. Number nine, Fort Santiago, Manila. This is a fort in the, the capital of the Philippines, Manila. At night, ghosts of Filipino and Japanese soldiers are allegedly heard, and you can hear screams from the dungeons where Philippine soldiers were tortured. Now, this is because this fort was active during World War II, when Japan invaded the Philippines and committed, well, a lot of war crimes, including torturing Filipino soldiers. Because of this, and because of the fact that the fort has been relatively well kept up in the condition that it was back then, this fort is still sort of an eerie experience, just imagining all the horrors that had been committed there so many years before. Number 8. Battleship Island. Nagasaki, Japan. Now this island is just off the coast of Nagasaki in Japan, and it's home to coal miners. This island was totally abandoned after mines shut down in 1974, and now it's been full of rubble, dilapidated buildings, and destroyed structures for decades. It's been recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, even though, once again, all it contains is an eerily quiet mess of dilapidated concrete buildings. There's always something sort of creepy about thinking about a populated era that's now a total ghost town, and there's no place, there's no ghost town creepier than Battleship Island. Number seven, Moundsville Penitentiary. This is a very gothic styled architecture prison in West Virginia. From the time executions were instituted in the prison from 1899 until the present day, over 1,000 men have died here, most of them due to extreme violence within the prison. 94 men have been put to death here in the last 100 years. The prison today is still sooty and grimy and gives a general feeling of an aura of creepiness and, well, a scary place to be, something you definitely won't the place you definitely don't want to be at night when you're the last person there. Number six, the Paris Catacombs. The Paris Catacombs are probably the first genuinely creepy item on the list. Well, yeah, the past four, somewhat creepy. You know, a murder, tortures, an abandoned island, and a penitentiary. This is where it actually starts to be recognized as legitimately creepy. The Paris Catacombs contain six million people, but of course none of them are alive. It's massive passageways filled with bones and skulls, all of them human. Regardless of the events that put these people in the catacombs, most of which probably weren't that sinister, just the fact that six million people are piled up in catacombs under the streets of a very populated city is not a particularly comforting thought. It's definitely a creepy one. Number five, Snake Island. Now this island isn't as creepy as 
these others you might think on first glance. It's a fairly normal island that's isolated on the coast. But what makes this island so weird is that it has 125 snakes per square meter, all of them extremely venomous. It's sort of the green nightmare, an island that, well, pretty, you definitely don't want a vacation to. Because, of course, you're walking on a moving carpet of snakes. That's really creepy to think about. Number four, the Philippine fire mummies. What makes these mummies particularly interesting? They're located in a cave in the in Mount Timbak in the Philippines. What makes them particularly interesting is that they're all buried in roughly a few caves. Now, mummies are always pretty creepy, but these are quite creepy indeed. They're buried in some wooden coffins now, for safekeeping, of course, but they were mummified by by feeding the still-living person some salty solution before or after their death, mummifying them in the traditional way and blowing smoke into their mouth before putting them in these coffins in a fetal position. No, yeah, they're, they're mummies, so they're not necessarily that creepy in and of themselves, but it's this fact that there is an entire cave in a mountain that is entirely filled with dead people. That's pretty creepy, indeed. Number three, the gateway to hell. Now we're getting into the pretty famous ones, the ones that you might actually have heard of. Now, the gateway to hell, despite its, you know, terrifying name, actually has a really cool history. Originally, scientists were drilling for natural gas in Turkey, and they found a field where they found what they thought was a really tiny pocket of natural gas. It wasn't worth extracting, so they decided to just light it on fire and pack up, which was standard practice. But what they didn't realize was that, was that this was no small pocket of natural gas. This was a massive natural gas field. So when they lit it on fire, it just never stopped burning. The fire has been burning for over 40 years. Right now, it looks like a flaming crater in the ground or a gateway to hell. That's, well, terrifying. Number two, Sedlec Ossuary. Now, I probably pronounced that wrong, but this is an ossuary, or place where, well, bones are stored, under a Catholic cathedral in the Czech Republic. What makes this interesting is that it's not your typical ossuary. No, this one is like a mini church made entirely out of human bone. There's crosses made out of arms, legs, and skulls. There's chandeliers that are made out of skulls and bones. It's something you would see in a horror movie, and definitely not something you would expect to be in a church in a fairly populated region. That makes it an extremely creepy place to be. Number one, Island of the Dolls. This is probably the scariest place, this is the scariest place really, that I was actually able to find. This is an island in Mexico in the middle of some canals, and it had a caretaker whose name was Julian, a long time ago. But one day, the caretaker found a little girl who had drowned. He had tried to save her, but he couldn't. 
So in her memory, he found the little doll that she had with her, and he hung it on the island. But that wasn't the end of the story. No, Julian was tormented by what he believed to be the spirit of the little girl. To appease her, he hung more and more dolls. But he realized that the dolls were actually possessed of the spirit of the little girl. After 50 years of this, he died, allegedly in the same spot as the little girl. What's creepy about it is that not just the terrifying story, but that if you go there today, there are hundreds of deformed and extremely mutilated dolls hanging on trees all across the island. That, well, that's a terrifying sight. Thank you. This is Ridge. I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And we're going to be reading the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet while simultaneously trying to fit as many almond joys as possible in our mouth. <laughs> so Matthew is going to start us off. He's Juliet. Yeah, and I guess each like stanza or something, we're going to eat one more. Start off with one? Start off with just none. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. Oh, Romeo. Roll... <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, wherefore out the <laughs> dude? It's so just dumb. Okay, here you do Juliet. All right, I'm gonna do Juliet now. Oh Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak of this? Tis but thy name that is the, my enemy. Thou art thyself, thou not a Montague. What's Montague? Is it nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part? Belonging to a man, oh, be some other name. What's in a name that which we call a rose? By any other word, would smell as sweet, so Romeo would. Where he not Romeo call, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo doth thy name, and for thy name, which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. Oh, crush it. What man art thou that, that was screamed in night? So stumblest on my counsel. By a name. I <laughs> Dude. You got it, you got it. Alright, alright. <clears throat> By a name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> By a name. I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, 
is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee. Had I written, had I it written, I would tear the world. Yeah. My ears have yet not drunk a hundred words of thy tongue's uttering, yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and Montague? Neither fair maid, if either, leave this life. How claimest thou hither? Tell me. <laughs> and that walk. The other walls are high and hard to climb. <laughs> and the place that from the earth without eyes and in the earth. If they do see thee, they will murder thee. Alert. <laughs> Strange thing about this chocolate is that it's made with cola. 
but since it's a chocolate bar, it obviously can't have that kind of carbonate here. So in order to make up for this, they decided to put this fizzy popping thing, which is strange. It's so, it tastes so weird. I, it's so bad. Not bad. Cannon soda popcorn chocolate bar is a really good experience. And I would recommend everyone try this bar at least once in a while, but I doubt they'll be going back for seconds. Uh, this strange candy bar gets a rating of 4 out of 10 from me. This is the end of our podcast. I hope you've had an elated time listening to Soldiers at a Round Table. <laughs>